You are listening to the Healthy Leader Podcast with Tracy Fisher, episode number 45. Welcome to the Healthy Leader Podcast, where it's all about optimizing your health, energy, and performance for your mind and your body. And now, your host, Master Coach Tracy Fisher. Hello, hello, hello. I have got a big topic for you today. And it has to do with relationships. We've been talking a lot about relationships with difficult people, with clients, with friends. And I've been telling some of my own stories about relationships with difficult people. And I'll tell you that I very much like the title People Puzzles instead of dealing with difficult people because we solve puzzles and we don't do it with grudges or with negative emotion, at least not most of the time. I will tell you that a friend of mine gave me last year a three-dimensional puzzle. I think there was some negativity (laughs) around that. But in general, puzzles are fun and we do them with curiosity and with the intent to solve it. And so in this case, the puzzle is a metaphor for relationships. And what I want to do today is to give you three key pieces. That's it. Three puzzle pieces that you need to solve your challenging relationship. Now, I have been talking with a lot of people about both personal and professional challenges. And I want you to know that no matter what the relationship is like, this concept works with all of them. No matter if we're talking about your boss or your colleague or your kid's coach on the soccer team or your spouse, this process works with all relationships And here's why. Because you are the puzzle master. You are 100% responsible for solving the puzzle and putting these key pieces together. And that is always, always true. Now, I know that that can be a hard sell because people can be really annoying, (laughs) right? People can take us to our limits. And no matter how they are behaving, you are the puzzle master. And I want to share these concepts with you. And I promise you at the end, you're going to be like, all right, I get it. I am the puzzle master. And you're going to have some key ways to handle the most challenging relationships that you have. Now, before I jump in, I want you to know that I have two other podcasts that I did last year around relationships. And one of them is episode number 21. That's about healthy relationships. And that basically gives you the understanding for the foundational pieces for relationships and the dynamics, and it helps clarify them. So I highly recommend going back and listening to that if you haven't already. And then episode number 22 is about boundaries and what a boundary really is and what it isn't. And I go into the difference between a boundary and a threat and give you a formula for creating healthy boundaries. So I also encourage you to go back and take a listen to episode number 22 as well. Before I dive in, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I am all about formulas and creating these easy one, two, three steps. And I do that one so I can remember them when I need to use them in my own life and in my own relationships. And I'm also a visual learner. So it helps me in the heat of the moment to have one, two, three steps and to have a picture And so I do that for myself and I also do that for you so that you can remember them too. I like doing research on the topics and then integrating what works with other leaders and then dialing it down and giving you the three most important parts. 
And I know that you are a leader and you're highly scheduled. So I want you to be able to take this with you now and to use it right now. On that note, I'm going to do a shameless plug here and let you know that I would love it if you could take just 60 seconds and give the Healthy Leader Podcast a review on wherever you are listening. And I even have notes on it, how to do that correctly in the show notes, because sometimes it's not really obvious. And this is a labor of love. There's a lot of research that goes into it as I condense the most important pieces for you to consume and use. So I'd love to get your feedback. And of course, I'd love five stars. (laughs) Okay. So... This is a crazy time right now with relationships in general, globally, nationally, within our communities, and in our own worlds at work and at home, and it can feel out of control. There are a lot of layoffs going on right now. There's issues with the economy, and I know that some of you are dealing with losing team members or not getting bonuses and feeling the impact of our economy right now. And then on top of that, there are some people who just make it really hard to get your work done or for you to show up the way that you want. So as an example, I'll share with you that I've worked with a woman, we're going to call her Lena, who is a chief project officer. And they have let a lot of her people go recently. And they left someone that she basically clashes with. And I'm going to call him James. And from the start, Lena and James clashed. They did not get along. Lena felt that James was always questioning her decisions and undermining her authority and doing that in front of their colleagues. And so Lena had tried addressing the issue by having one-on-ones, integrating some strategies that she learned, but it didn't work. And according to her, he was refusing to listen and basically continued to act disrespectfully to her. So recently, this conflict led to a pretty major project delay and cost the company a significant amount of money. And so Lena's boss called her in and said, listen, you need to figure out how to work effectively with James. And that if she didn't, it would be a clear mark on her leadership capabilities. So she was feeling pretty frustrated and hopeless and wanted to make things better with James. And she now is also worried about losing her job. So can any of you relate to that? (laughs) These are the things that are going on right now. So relationships are at the heart of many of the bigger issues that we are dealing with. So I want to give you these three puzzle pieces so that you can begin to solve that people puzzle right now, no matter how the Jameses in your life are behaving. And these are the three key areas to focus in on. And so right now, I want you to imagine that you are holding these three big puzzle pieces and to know that this is your puzzle. You are the puzzle master. And this is an amazing way to look at relationships and to be able to shift them almost immediately to go from feeling powerless to, all right, this is a puzzle and I can figure out how to go from a disjointed relationship to one that I can complete and feel good about. So to start with, I want you to now imagine that you have a relationship and it's those puzzle pieces and they are challenging and you need to figure out how to put these puzzle pieces together. And before I identify these puzzle pieces, I want to ask you about this challenging relationship that you have in your mind. And I want to ask you, what makes it challenging? What about the relationship is challenging? And I want you to let your mind go. Let it figure out 
what it is that you think about that makes this person in this relationship challenging. Maybe it's that they don't listen or that they keep messing up on the same project or they challenge you like James challenged Lena. You feel like they might be undermining you or talking about you. So notice right now what comes to your mind. What are you thinking about the relationship? What thoughts come up for you right now? And are they all negative? So think about how you think about the relationship. And this gets really tricky here because often we think that we are just defining the facts of the situation. He is undermining. She is snarking. He is out of control. They are being deceptive. Notice that all of those thoughts are not facts. They are thoughts. They are judgments. And where do those judgments come from? They come from you. They come from your mind. They come from your conditioning and your expectations. And this is the hardest piece of all of this, to understand that it isn't the person that causes us stress and consternation, but that it is our thoughts that cause us that difficulty. That's a hard one to get our minds around. Someone just said to me, no, 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 Those are not thoughts, Tracy. Those are the facts. That's the way that it is. That's how they are. I was just talking to someone about their son, and I've been working with them for a while now, so they understand the concept that there's a difference between what other people do and what happens out there and what he makes that mean inside of his mind. But he also was like, no, 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 Tracy. I know that these are my thoughts that are making me mad, but I don't care because that child is intentionally doing things to make me mad. And I have to react strongly. And I do really feel like it's his fault. So I want you to know that this initial framing of challenging relationships is critical. It's really challenging to see ourselves when we are doing this. It's hard to see that what we are thinking is just a thought and that it's not factual. Factual means that it is provable, that other people would agree to those facts. I like to call that X marks the spot. And the facts, everyone can agree on. The child took the car without asking permission. The child drove the car into a light post. The car got a huge dent in it. Those are the facts. And here's what's interesting. If you think about those circumstances, those facts, and that's indeed what happened with my client, there can be two children involved that did the exact same thing. And one set of parents or one version of you might think that it's a problem and that those kids are being irresponsible out of control and it causes a lot of stress and aggravation and annoyance and consternation. That's one version. Another parent could think, hmm, it's not really that big of a deal. It's a dent. We can fix it. And maybe might think that the kids were being pretty creative and kids were just being kids. Same incident, different response, different relationships, different perception of the challenge. So which one is true? Well, whatever story you tell yourself is what will be true for you. Whatever story you choose to tell in your mind. And so the first piece of the puzzle is to become conscious of your role in that relationship. So I want you to visualize that first puzzle piece having the words conscious across that puzzle piece. 
And you have a choice in that consciousness of how you're going to be. That choice is 100% your responsibility. And this is a bit of a, you know, record scratch moment for people because we have rules. We know the way that things should be. We know how people should behave in certain relationships. And when they don't do it, it is wrong. That person's difficult. That person is challenging. And that's why my thoughts are the way that they are. But our thoughts are optional. We get to choose what we want to think. And our thoughts determine our emotions not other people. And most of us have our thoughts and our emotions on autoplay. We think them without even noticing it and we immediately blame the other person for how we feel. We say the reason I am stressed is because of what so-and-so did at work. The reason I'm angry is because my child did so-and-so or because she did or didn't do this. And when we're conscious of our role and our thoughts, we become aware that those sentences are never, ever true. People do not make you angry. Yup, even that person. <laughs> you make you angry. So that first puzzle piece is about becoming conscious of you and your responsibility. And I love that word, responsibility. It is your ability to respond in any way you want. It is your ability to be aware that you get to choose what you are thinking. And I call this process, this conscious process, self-leadership. And that's the foundation of the work that we do in the wellness coach and with clients and in the healthy leader inner circle, because that relationship, that self-leadership is you having a relationship with yourself about how you think and how you feel and what impact that has on you. <laughs> And as a wellness coach, I am really interested in that because the way that you feel, the way that you think about other people impacts the way that you feel and the way that you feel your emotions have an, a tremendous impact on your health. It impacts your nervous system, your heart, your brain, your entire body, and it impacts your fulfillment of life and your performance and the way that you self-lead and the way that you lead others. That's a pretty important and powerful puzzle piece. And so that's the first one, to get really clear and concise about your responsibility and your consciousness and relationships to others and also in relationship to yourself. Now, I have this really cool tool. I'm looking at it. I printed it out, and I'm going to give you a copy of this. It comes from Byron Katie. I love Byron Katie. And the name of this tool is Judge Your Neighbor Worksheet. I love it. It is one page, it's a fill in the blank, and it is extremely powerful. It helps you become conscious. It helps you really investigate that first puzzle piece and see how important it is. And the first part of this worksheet that she has has six questions on it. And it's really about judging, like go to town on judging your neighbor. And it allows you to let your judge come out and give it space. And I really like this because often people know that they are judging and they suppress it. I see this with clients who are like, yeah, I'm really stressed out because this particular thing happened with a colleague and I know that he's new and I shouldn't be judging it and I'm going to take care of it. You know, I'm just going to do this next right thing. And there's a little bit of like pink painting over feelings and, and the impact that your own thoughts have 
on you and your stress levels. So this judge your neighbor worksheet starts with letting you judge and letting those unconscious thoughts have their voice. And it's really important because we can't change that voice, that emotion, that stress if we don't see it or we don't know about it. And then once you are able to see it, then you can change it. And that's the second part of this worksheet, which is just this little piece at the bottom. And she takes you through the four questions. And the four questions that Byron Katie uses is called the work. That's her copyrighted material. And that's what she does. And everything she does is centered around this work. And I'll just give you an example of the four questions and the work very quickly here. I highly recommend that you go ahead and download this and do this work on your own scenario. But the scenario she gives here at the bottom of this is the example, Paul lied to me. And so what you do is you ask four questions around that, that situation. Paul lied to me. And the first question is, is it true? Yes or no? And if you answer yes, it is true, then you go directly to question number two, which is, can you absolutely know that it is true? Yes or no? And you might be like, yeah, I heard him say it. And then you go to question three, which is, how do you react? What happens when you believe that thought? Now think about that. That's a really interesting question. It's not how do you react when Paul lies to you? It's how do you react and what happens when you believe that thought? Bam, that is so powerful. That's the work. And then question number four is, who or what would you be without that thought? That's a powerful question. And that's where people go, well, wait a second, but it's true. Paul lied to me. And that's why this is called the work. And then the second part of this work is literally turning the thought around. And here are the examples she gives. I lied to me. I lied to Paul. Paul did not lie to me. Paul told me the truth. And even just reading those out loud is extremely powerful. Just considering a different perspective is the power in this. And that is the work that Byron Katie goes through to underscore the power of considering something different, of shifting your consciousness. This is massive growth. <laughs> and it takes a lot of courage to go through it. So again, I highly encourage you to download it and check it out and to take your relationship that you're struggling with right now and to go through this process. You could do it in less than five minutes. And I love her so much because this work helps you to open your eyes that you do have a choice in what you are thinking and what you choose to play with in your mind. And that is the second puzzle piece. The second puzzle piece there is choice. And you get to choose who you want to be in life and in this specific relationship. Oftentimes we think we're stuck. We're stuck in a relationship. We're stuck with this person. We're stuck with this job. We're stuck with this team member. You are never stuck. Being stuck is a state of mind. Every day, every moment, really, we have an opportunity to shift who we are being in relationship to ourselves and in relationship to others. And often I see people choosing to handle relationships in one of three ways. The first way that people choose is to ignore 
the issue or the challenge that is circling and cycling around the relationship. They pretend like it's not there or that isn't really an issue or they just act indifferent to it. They just kind of sweep it underneath the rug. That's a choice. Another choice that people often make is that they choose to resist the other person. It's really loud. It's a very active choice of resisting the other person. It looks like shouting and blaming and complaining and trying to control the other person. That takes up a lot of energy. And that's a choice. And then there's another choice. And that's a choice of giving up. It's like you have taken yourself mentally out of the relationship. This is like quiet quitting at your job. You're physically there but you really are not invested. You've checked out. And we do that professionally, and we can also do that in our personal relationships as well. And those three choices aren't good for us. They don't feel good. They don't bring heightened energy to us. And they are certainly not the choices that evolve the relationship or who we are being. So there's another choice. There's another way to be And you get to consciously choose that way as well. So the question is, who do you want to be in that relationship? What is your ideal self doing? How are you thinking? How are you showing up? What feels the best and highest for you? Who are you going to choose to be no matter how the other person is being? Now, that is also a hard question to answer at times because we so want other people to just change if they would just change. It's so much easier if they change, right? But remember, you are 100% responsible for your relationships. You are 100% responsible for you. And you are 100% responsible for the way that you show up in that relationship right? So you get to be the change that you want to see in the world. There's a quote, I was just reading about this from Gandhi, be the change you wish to see in the world. Apparently, there's no record of Gandhi saying be the change. What he actually is on record as saying is, if we could change ourselves, the tendencies in the world would also change. Wow, that's pretty powerful. That's the power of conscious choice of those first two puzzle pieces. That's the power of self-leadership, taking responsibility for your choice and how you show up in the world. That is some powerful stuff. It's also simple, right? Get conscious of your responsibility, know that you get to choose who you want to be, and then you just go do it, right? (laughs) Yeah, it is simple. Simple does not mean easy. It certainly doesn't mean easy right in the middle of those challenging relationships. It's really difficult at times. So I don't want to make light of it. And I highly recommend that you have someone that you can talk to where you can go through that judge your neighbor worksheet out loud and say what's really on your mind. When I'm doing that with friends or with my family, I call that going into the cave and just letting it all out and letting those judgments out so that they can see the light of the world. It's important to have someone that you can do that with in an honest and safe place. And then to be able to do the work, to be able to get conscious and say, all right, given all of that, what is my own best solution? Right? And who do I want to be in the middle of all of that? 
So now I want to give you the third puzzle piece. And this is the one that directly links you out loud, if you will, to your challenging person. And that is connect. That's the third puzzle piece. You've got one that says conscious, one that says choice, and one that says connect. You don't imagine those so you can remember those. And there's a lot to the connection piece, of course. It is a practice. It's an ongoing practice. And of course, we dive into that quite a bit in one-on-one coaching and in the Healthy Leader Inner Circle. This month, we are focusing in on relationships and we have a training coming up on how to disagree. And that is really centered in the connection piece. And so for this connect piece, I want to give you a high level view of how you can connect specifically when you are interacting with your challenging person. So it could be your boss who's abrasive or somebody on your team. It could be a spouse or a partner. It could be your teenager who doesn't really like you or anything about you right now. And whomever it is, I want you to get in your mind how you can connect with them. And I want to give you a framework that you can have in your back pocket and use during that interaction. And all you have to remember for this connect piece is something that I call the out in out connection tool. So I want you to point your finger right now, point out and then point in towards yourself and then point back out. That's how you connect. And that's all about your environment, connecting outward first, then going within and then going back out. And so to illustrate this, I'm going to give you the story about a person I was working with who was struggling in their marriage. They had been married for 10 years and he was starting to feel very disconnected from his wife. I'm just going to call her Carla. We'll call him Tom and her Carla. And they'd been arguing quite a bit and they both were feeling really frustrated and misunderstood. And how they were interacting was basically just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And their main issue would never get resolved. And Tom really wanted to stay married to Carla and wanted deep intimacy and just could not figure out how to connect with her. And we talked about the ways of connecting and he was feeling stuck either connecting in that first way that I talked about, which was basically being disconnected and ignoring the issues and the challenges that we were having and just kind of tiptoeing around them and just keeping the peace. You'd vacillate between that state of relationship with her to the yelling one where they were constantly force against force and butting heads. And he really wanted to connect in a very different way. And so I took him through this out in out process. And here is what that process is. The out piece is where you look out and you step out into their shoes. So for Tom, that would mean that he'd have to step out into Carla's shoes. And there are a couple of things that we do when we step into somebody else's shoes. And the first one is obvious, and that's you're no longer in your shoes. You are fully immersed in their shoes. And what that means is that they are right they have their perspective and it is right. And so you get to be curious about what that would feel like. What does it feel like to step into that other person's shoes, to be that other person? Put your ear glasses on, <laughs> put your whole body into their presence. And in an interaction with someone, what that looks like is that you don't interrupt them, that you are 
with them. You are connected. You're in their shoes with them. You're not waiting for them to stop talking. You are with them and understanding. And that takes courage. It takes so much courage for us to step out of our own shoes and to step into someone else's. And when we are doing that, that person feels seen and acknowledged. And there is an immediate connection because you're no longer concerned with what it is that you need to say or you need to get across. It's all about them. And in that process, when they are done, the key is to acknowledge what they just said, to say, oh, I get it. This is what it's like to be in your shoes and to be reflective, to say, I can see how you would think that. I could see how you would perceive what I said in that particular way. And then maybe you even give an example. And when we're doing that, all we're doing is recognizing what is out there, what's going on with that person. So that's the first step to go out and to dare to step into their shoes. Then step two is to bring yourself back in. This is where you come back inside of you. You point back into your own mind and your own heart and your own body and think about being conscious of yourself. Given that information, given that understanding of that other person, now where are you? And this is where you get to be conscious of what that changes for you. That's that first puzzle piece. And where you get to choose now to relate and respond and to be vulnerable about your shoes. <laughs> it's interesting. When I did the training, I held up a pair of uh, my old army boots, my old stinky army boots. And this is the opportunity for you to be vulnerable and authentic and say, okay, here I am. Here are my shoes. And one of the ways that we can do this to keep it very clean and precise to think about that model, to think about your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions, your T, right? Your tango, your echo, your alpha, and say, okay, this is what I am thinking right now, to give a couple thoughts. And then here are my emotions. This is how I am feeling right now. I'm a little confused. I thought I was right about this situation. I'm also feeling deep connection for you and empathy for what just happened. And then the A piece is action. And this is, in the marketing world, your call to action. Okay, so now what? How do we now go forward? And this is a piece where you can make a request and say, okay, given all of this, I would like to request that, and then you fill in the blank. And I really dive into this in uh, episode 22, how to powerfully make a request. Because making a request is very different than demanding or forcing or assuming you know what's best it's powerful and it's powerful because it takes courage for you to say out loud or to indicate what your boundaries are out loud. And this is something that many of us choose not to do because it's much easier to just be resentful or to just not say it or to just let the conversation be or to let things be how they are. And so it takes courage at this point to say, here is my request. And making a request comes from self-awareness and self-respect and courage and confidence. And that's really different than being forceful. So your call to action could be to make a request or it could be to come up with a solution. And at this point, 
is where we're back out and we're looking at that other person and we are focused just on the solution. No matter how they respond to your request, what is the solution going forward? And the tendency here might be to go backwards and rehash or make sure that you were heard or to continue the cycle of the drama. And I just want for you to make this third piece solution focused. What is it you're willing to do? What can you do in the future? What can the two of you come up with together going forward? Now, again, there's a bit more to this process, but staying solution focused is a really good way to keep your mind and your heart in check and to get a solution. It, again, separates the math from the drama. And when you are solution focused, when you're back out in that third step of connecting, make it just about the facts. Right? The facts stand alone and the solution stands alone and those are all neutral. And that's a great way to end a connection. So going back to Tom, he tried this with his wife. And when he came back to me, he was dumbfounded. <laughs> he was like, I cannot believe how powerful this is. He learned that just by being willing to do that first step of standing in Carla's shoes that she softened. She could tell that he was truly listening and seeing her and interested in her. He said it was like she uncrossed her arms and opened them up and everything fell away. And from there, they truly connected and were very easily able to hear one another and resolve their issues. And then he told her about the process that he was using and that's what they use. They go out and they go in, they go out. It is so powerful. It's especially powerful for people who are in intimate relationships, who have old stories and old wounds and old paradigms and ways of thinking about the other person. It is so powerful to connect in this very simple way. And now more than ever in this AI world, we need human connection. And when somebody out there bothers to look at you, to really look at you, it feels good, right? You know that it feels good. It feels so good to be heard and to be seen. That's connection. And that is what we're ultimately going for here. As you put the pieces of the puzzle together for the relationship that you have in mind, what you're really doing here as the puzzle master you're putting your own puzzle pieces together. You are realizing that you have such immense power. You just got to be conscious of it. You got to be aware that you have the power, 100% of it. And that with that power, you get to choose who you are going to be in all of your relationships, all of them, with everybody that you know, and especially with the relationship that matters the most, the relationship you have with yourself. And when you choose to connect with yourself first, with those first two puzzle pieces and understand your own power, then that practice of connection, of going out and in and out, it becomes easy. It's like you're flowing. You're no longer resisting any relationships. You're curious <laughs> about what you can do as the puzzle master, right? It is fascinating and people are fascinating. And when you take the time to get conscious of you and your awesome ability 
to respond, to take responsibility for how you view your challenging relationships and turn them into opportunities by actively and consciously choosing who you're going to be, then you can connect from that place. And that connection is really powerful and it feels really good and is really healthy for you and for the people that you lead. So those are the three key puzzle pieces, conscious choice, connect, use this formula to go forth and create the most fulfilling relationships that you possibly can, starting with the relationship with yourself. Hey there, if you are ready to take your well-beingness to the next level, come visit thewellness.coach where I've got lots of free resources. And make sure that you type in thewellness.coach, not .com, and I will see you there.